We are in ascension. That's the period we're in. We're in the, the afterfeast of the ascension. Next Sunday is Pentecost, and it'll be a grand and a glorious day to have Pentecost. But today we're still in ascension, and I want to work on the ascension today. To, I want you to understand just a few things that are so utterly critical and crucial about the ascension of Christ, particularly as those things relate to you. Now, let me use a couple of illustrations as I introduce this. First of all, let's take this piece of property that we're looking at in, uh, just uh, in Encinitas. Now, honestly, I haven't lost one minute of sleep over it, one way or the other. If it's the will of God, we'll get it, and if we don't get it, then it's not the will of God. I, just, I, I simply have no problem. My stomach doesn't get upset. I'm not apprehensive. I, I will just say what I learned from many of you when I first became a part of this entire archdiocese. Thank God, whether it's good or whether, whatever, thank God, I can take it all. But there's a reason for that. 20 years ago, my stomach would have been in knots. I would have been just having a terrible time with this, so anticipatory, so wondering, and perhaps, honestly, trying to be manipulative, trying to make something happen. Because I really might want this to happen. It's a grand thing, but I'm not sure. But I don't get distressed over it. Furthermore, you need to be so careful about being distressed. Now, Perhaps today is a great and wonderful today. It's Peter Braun's birthday. That ought to make it a great and wonderful day, shouldn't it? That's a grand day. I never knew a better man. I just haven't. I've never known a better man. It's a wonderful day. But it might be a bad day for some of you. Maybe there's a great tragedy. Maybe there's a death of a loved one. Maybe a marriage is disintegrating. Or maybe a marriage is coming back together. Maybe a child is sick. Maybe your job is in jeopardy. Maybe your education is on the line. Maybe a thesis is either to be, either to be accepted or rejected. Who knows what might be going on in your life? For some of you, it's a wonderful day. For some of you, it's a neutral day. And for some of you, it's a stinko day. But whatever the day is on the immediate level, of whatever is going on right now, you must not allow that to dominate your life. Because there are some things that are infinitely more important and you need to have a clearer perspective so that you don't bog down in the present, whether you like it or not, because the present isn't all that critical. Some of you don't like what's happening in Iraq and some of you do. Some of you don't like the fact that it's said in the paper today that San Diego County is going to take care of compulsive gamblers. I looked at that as a headline in the local section. I thought, what on earth is that doing in the headline? Somebody must have thought it was important. Okay. But it is not a particularly big deal one way or the other. But maybe it is for some people. There are things that are big in the present. But you can't let the big in the present bog you down. Why? Partly because of the ascension of Jesus Christ into the heavens. You say, what on earth does that have to do with anything? Not really much to do with what's on earth. It is what in 
heaven does that have to do with what's going on down here on earth? So, I have two points today. I normally like three, but today there's only two. But I divvy them up into two pieces each. First of all, I want to talk to you and read to you about the power and the extent of the ascension of Jesus Christ into the heavens. Listen carefully. This is from the first chapter of Ephesians, and I'm going to read a fair amount. And I'm going to pick it up at a place with which some of you are very familiar, where St. Paul says, I am praying that the eyes of your heart may be illumined. You see, you need eyes in your heart. If you don't have eyes in your heart, nothing works. At least spiritual things won't work. You have to have eyes in your heart. He says, I am praying that the eyes of your heart will be illumined, that you may know the hope to which you have been called, and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance, God's inheritance, in the saints toward us who believe. Now this inheritance, which is according to the working of God's mighty power, which he worked in Christ, when he raised him from the dead. Now, what we're talking about is big-time power here. Do you know that it takes power to get somebody raised from the dead? If you don't believe it, go try it yourself. It's really difficult to raise people from the dead. For Jesus, you know, I don't want to say this, but I don't want to be flippant about it, but it was a cinch. Because of the power that was there, which God worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and seated him at his right hand. Now this is the Father raising the Son from the dead and seating him at his right hand. Now hang on with me. In the heavenly places far above. It does not say in the text above. It says far above. Far above what? Far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come, he raised him far above all principalities, all power, all names named in this age or in the age to come. And he put, not some things under his feet, he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Now here he has described, thus far, has St. Paul, he has described what has taken place in the ascension of Christ. That is, you know, St. Paul sees this, as should we, as the whole thing sort of starts in the grave. He's crucified and he's in the grave and then he's raised. But he isn't just raised to earth. He's raised up to heaven and he's raised high above in this great power high above anything you can imagine, utterly to the highest. There's nothing higher. Now, St. Paul has finished that part, and I almost wish there weren't a two in the text, because what we're going to do now is we go to the second chapter of Ephesians, but I wish the mark weren't there, because it really isn't even a new paragraph. And you, now he's just been talking about Christ, the power and the extent to which Christ has been raised from the dead and ascended into heaven. And now he's going to talk about you. And you, he made alive, you who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, that's the devil, 
the Spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as others. Things on this earth aren't really too good, folks. It is a fallen world, and if you think it's going to get a whole lot better, you better do some more thinking, because it isn't going to get better until God brings the whole thing to a close. I'm not saying don't try, but don't have too much hope. Don't let your hope be put on what's going on this earth. Put your hope on what's going on in heaven. It will give you a better perspective. Now we still have a little way to go. He talks about we all walked in these lusts of our mind and all this stuff, and we were children of wrath just as others. Now there's a big little word. The word is but. But God, in spite of all this other stuff, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses and sins, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. You got that read at your baptism. Made us alive together with Christ and raised us. Are you hanging on now? This is where you got to hang on. Just listen to what the saint says. And raised us up together, raised us up together with Christ, and, are you with me? You got to be. This is too hard. This is too incomprehensible. And raised us up together and made, in very simple English, that's a past tense, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, if you heard what I read, where are you sitting? You're sitting in the heavenly places. In other words, what has happened in the resurrection and the ascension of Christ, because of your baptism, you also get raised, and you also ascend with him, and you, if you ascend with him, where are you sitting? I'll answer that. You're sitting about one inch above the, all the earthly things. No, that's not possible, is it? If you're raised with him and you're seated with him, then you've got to be where he is, and that puts you, what's the adjective I would like here? Far above. All thrones, dominions, principalities, powers, names named in this age and in the age to come. If you can get that perspective in your life, it will make stuff that takes place on earth a whole lot easier to handle. If your job is in jeopardy, you know, that's serious, okay? I'm not belittling it. It's serious. But if you can see it as you're seated far above all thrones, dominions, principalities, and powers... Not an inch above, not a foot above, not a mile above, not a universe above, not a galaxy or a hundred of them above or a million of them above, but far above anything else seated at the right hand of the Father. That is incredible. You see what it does, what the ascension of Jesus Christ does for you. It gives you, if you will accept it, it gives you a different perspective on the world. I was trying to think of illustrations and I couldn't come up with one I really liked, but the closest I came up with is, is the traffic helicopter. 
the pilot of the helicopter has a different perspective on the traffic than I do when I'm sitting on the 405, not moving at all. And I wonder how much farther do I have to go before this thing breaks up? The person in the helicopter has a good idea of how long it's going to take. And so he or she has a different perspective than I do. And I can sit there and let my stomach be all knotted up, or I can just say, well, if I had a different perspective, I would understand better how everything's going. There's weaknesses to my illustration, but you get the point, don't you? You see, your perspective is so critical. Your perspective, that is, where you, what you're looking through, where, where it is from which you are looking. And if you are looking, if you're looking at things from high above, everything down below has a different relationship, doesn't it? That's what the ascension of Christ does for you. At least that's one thing it does for you. There's probably a million others. I mean, literally. But that's just one. The ascension gives you a different perspective because God raised you up and caused you to ascend and seated you. He made you to sit. Done. Made you to sit. Now, lastly, where do we experience this? Where do we experience in particular this place from which we sit? Well, we're going to really particularly do it in about a minute or two. When we hear, let us stand aright, let us stand with fear, let us attend that we may offer the holy oblation in peace, or even help us, save us, have mercy on us, and keep us, O God, by thy grace, wisdom that guarded always by thy might. I mean, just in moments, what we actually do, we believe, we understand that what is taking place in here is we are actually worshiping, not in the chapel so much, but we are worshiping from our position, from our place where we were made to sit in the heavenly places in Christ. And it's almost as if we can just turn sort of to the side and there's Jesus. And there's the Father and the Holy Spirit. They're, they're just right there. And we, can, we, we carry on this worship with him, which is why we sing the cherubic hymn. We who mystically represent the cherubim and sing to the life-giving trinity the thrice-holy hymn, let us now lay aside all earthly care. You lay aside all earthly care because you were in such a higher place. You're high above all else. Glory in it. It will help you have perspective today in regard to all else. But when you do have to return to the world, to the earthly things in which you live six days a week, Remember where you were today and what things looked like from this exalted place. It will help you throughout your week as well until you can back again and be exalted above all thrones, dominions, and everything else that Jesus is exalted over. Glory to God in the highest.